I'll I'll say our, I had to pull up our usernames uh, just to make sure I was getting it right. This is fucking professional shit right here, boys. We're off to a great start. Yeah. Okay. Welcome to the Clone and Correct podcast. I'm your host, 556. Joined by me today is Five Forges. 77 seven, uh, by 56 millimeter. Harambe's big return. And M1 Ping. Uh, we hope you look forward to our podcast. We're going to keep it as professional as possible for you guys. Absolutely. We are going to do that. Uh, 100% official. Now, as we were saying, animals exploding under floor. It's a pretty yeah. awesome thing. The videos are cool. Because the blood, you know, the blood's hot enough. Because it just came out of the fucking coyotes. I've only really seen coyotes. Are there videos of that with, like, I'd assume feral hogs and stuff like that? So oh, the hogs are messy. Absolutely, there are. I've actually got to do it. Um, my buddy has, uh, he, he hunts coyotes all winter long here. And he's got, like, a $10,000 thermal optic on his AR. And I went out with him one night and, like, just, it's it's, like, Amazing. There's no other word for it. You you see this white hot coyote running across the field, and the next thing you know, it's just white hot everything behind it as you pull the trigger. That's incredible. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Fucking art gallery. I want to get a FLIR now, dude. Like uh, in his, his his FLIR does the recording thing, so he can like record his hunts and stuff. And, like, this dude's so serious that he has, you know, the FLIR on his gun, and then he wears a, a set of PVS-15s and drives with infrared lights, because uh, road hunting <laughs> is a legal blood. thing here. <laughs> so he sounds like he has a lot of money. Uh, well, he makes ballpark about $30,000 every year just off coyote pellets alone. Wow. It. Wait, how much? About 30k. Jesus. Yeah, he sets up trap lines. He does uh he drives around, shoots them at night and all that kind of stuff. Yo, I assume road hunting kind of helps. Yeah, road hunting helps a lot and that's that's a big thing yeah. here, but when it's 30 below, you kind of don't want to sit. So I uh I know for a fact the game warrants will pop you so fast for uh, doing that shit in other states where it's illegal to set up those fake deers and just have dudes uh, sitting off, and then as soon as you shoot, they'll just surround you. I, th- I think it was a, sorry, it was like National Geographic or something like that did a documentary on the cops, and it just made the cops like I understand it's illegal and that road hunting is when it's illegal you shouldn't do it, but it made the cops look like such assholes because they take the time to set up this deer. And in the in the field, make it look realistic, like this deer prop, and then they just sit in some bushes, I don't know, 100, 150 yards away, and they wait there for, I don't know, half hour, hour, maybe longer than that, and then somebody pulls up and shoots it, and then they sprint out, they're like, freeze! And then they run Blow over, the and they're all, they're all like, you know, they're both two game wardens, they're both two, like, old men that are out of shape, so they run over like, you're, you're, you're under arrest! <laughs> Sounds like a trap, <laughs> And that's a uh, that's the nice thing about North Dakota, right? So, North Dakota, if if the land is not legally posted, it's free game to hunt on. Like we can we can go on it, we can hunt on it, we can 
you know, do what we want on it. And then uh, when it comes to road hunting, the only regulation is uh, you have to be in the ditch. So all I have to do is pull my truck over and stop, like, take five or six steps into the ditch, and it's fair game. Now, is this two feet down, or can you have one in and one out? Oh, you can have one in and one out. Okay. <laughs> I, I've literally, like, so we can't have our rifles loaded in the truck unless you have a concealed weapons permit. Then you can have your rifle loaded in the truck, even, because it's a concealed weapon. Now, wait, is there a definition uh-huh. of loaded, uh, magazine loaded and chambered, or just... Does it, can it be magazine it's, loaded, not chambered? It's chambered. So you can have as many rounds in the magazine as you want. As long as it's not chambered, it's not loaded. Um, oh, but right. yeah, I've, I've literally seen dudes that like during deer season, they open up their door and they like one foot in the ditch, one foot still on the road, and they shoot a doe at three or four hundred yards. Like, okay. Alpha male activities. Yeah, yeah, well, North Dakota is like that last place that's still kind of, still kind of western and wild, I guess. There's also that, South Dakota with that wonderful governor they have there. Yeah, you know, well, South Dakota is a like bunch of nothing. Isn't isn't both Dakotas like much of nothing? I I I have never been west of the Mississippi. I imagine it's like a wasteland out there, except for California and parts of Colorado. We have a joke here in North Dakota that the the running joke is you can watch your dog run away for two weeks. I've heard that before. Honestly, you want the best description of North Dakota? Look up the Family Guy uh, North Dakota Department of Tourism ad. That's that's North Dakota. Oh my gosh. Have you guys ever seen those Ohio tourism videos that are those are obviously not actual tourism videos. It's like some guy, I don't know, some guy made them for a college class or something. He made them about Cleveland. Yeah, they're on YouTube, right? Oh, they're it so funny. I've seen, them, I've seen them in my recommended. I haven't watched them. Oh, they're, they're worth the two minutes. I'm, I'm, see, that's the funny thing because I'm originally from Ohio, so I get both ends of it. Like, I can look at the North Dakota shit and laugh at it, and then I can turn around and laugh at the Ohio shit. Things to do in Ohio. Number one. Nothing. Leave. Leave. <laughs> Go somewhere I feel else. Mad for Western Consulting being out there, just sitting in Ohio shooting his black powder guns. Is he in Ohio? I, th- I always thought yeah. he'd be like out. Western he's in. Or... I'm. I'm 99 sure he's in Ohio. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's in Ohio. Even he's city names him. in Ohio are depressing. Like, like Cleveland, Toledo. That just sounds like a terrible place. That sounds like one of the circles of hell. Toledo Honestly. is a terrible place. Toledo sounds like something you get sucked into if you did enough fucked up shit in your life. You know what the best place in Ohio the is? The border. The border. I was I was getting ready to say the it's we're into like West Virginia, Kentucky, <laughs> Indiana, Michigan, Pennsylvania, any of those places, that's the best place in Ohio. So it's kind of just like airport security? Pretty much. How much money? would you pay out of your own pocket to just have Ohio secede and become its own country so you never have to go there again? You know, they actually tried to fight a war over that, right? Was this uh, like recently? Me. No, this was way back in the 1800s kind of thing. It'd be more interesting if it was recently. I can respect yeah, them for that. I, I don't think there have been many successful 
secession attempts as of late. I don't know. Texas likes to threaten it, but you know, Texas they kind of had that huge freezing issue this year. I was going to say, Texas likes to threaten it, and then they freeze and divert all the power from North Dakota to Texas. And you they go, they oh, wait a minute, we can't do this. This is not sustainable. You know that, that all could have been avoided, but they passed something saying that they don't want government engineers coming in. And I'm not advocating for government. I think it's completely useless. Um, but they passed something saying that they didn't want government engineers or inspectors coming to check their power grid, that they would do it themselves. Uh, talk about falling asleep at the fucking wheel when everything freezes and you can't get power to your... That is 100 percent, dude. The funny thing is, is all their power is on like the same cooperative network as North Dakota, right? So they have that freeze there, and it's what 15, 20 degrees there, and everybody's fucking like dying. People's have icicles from hanging from their ceiling fans. But the, <laughs> the funny thing is, is we get a notification here in North Dakota that says, "Hey." You're going to have rolling blackouts so we can supply Texas with power. It was 32 below <laughs> in North Dakota. And we're like, cool, we're having rolling fucking blackouts to make sure the Texans don't fucking die. It's all fun and games being quote-unquote independent until it goes one degree below freezing and suddenly nobody knows how to drive anymore. Texans oh my god, yeah, all those lifted trucks, dude. All those yeah, lifted, quote-unquote, like off-road trucks. The, the running joke oh, here is they man. can't drive in the summertime. They can only drive in the wintertime. Fuck Texas. I'm just going to say it. No, Texas Some is a highly overrated, overrated state. Very overrated. They yeah. finally got uh they finally got uh constitutional carry after being part of the union for how many years? Yeah, after twenty <laughs> one other states had done it. Something no one's ever said before is oh wow, I never knew you were from Texas. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I, it's like I was it Black Rifle Coffee Company, those assholes posted a video like shit people from Texas don't say. And the yeah, whole thing is yeah, just yeah. them, like, doing Texas tropes and thinking they're the funniest people on Earth. And then that video had, I don't know, 100,000 likes. Every single like was somebody from Texas. I guarantee it. They it's just sit sit there and jerk each other off like, oh, man, this place is great, isn't it? They share it to Facebook wearing their grunt-style hoodie and uh, drinking AK-47 <laughs> coffee. Hey, AK-47 blend isn't that bad. It's not. I say that because it's the only one I've I've ever had, and it was pretty... It was actually okay. It's actually okay. I've, I've had better, but gunship is hat. open too. That being said, Texas is the most overrated state, and I only spent about six fucking weeks there, and it was enough to say I'm never going back. What do you think the most underrated state is? North Dakota. That's a tough one. We're not, I'm not accepting that answer. I'm going to need, might, a, I'm I'm gonna need something. Certainly, it's certainly not. Justify that answer if I need to. It's uh, certainly yeah. not Missouri or Kansas. I've got an answer. New Mexico. Okay, I'll agree with that. Yeah, New Mexico. New Mexico. I've never been to New Mexico. Been there, done cool. that. Sucks. Arizona, New Mexico, like all the all the the fallout states. Arizona, Arizona's, Arizona's kind of overrated at this point, just because it's turning blue. It's leather shops yeah, and horseback riding. I mean, what state isn't turning blue about now? I mean, fuck, Texas is turning blue. 
North Dakota. Well, there's yeah, how many people were in North Dakota? Six. There's like five people in North. Dakota. I could move to North Dakota and like win an election in my own county. Hey, just remember, they they had a tornado warning in Montana, and uh, they didn't even know if the dude was home because there was only one guy that lived in that county. I've seen that. <laughs> there must be a couple towns like that. One of my favorite things to do is look at like really empty or rural states, and you just see every city that is not tiny. And they're always blue. Oh, yeah. That's Every how... Every single time. It's like, so, North, we have what... We have Minot, which is a major city. We have Bismarck, which is a major city. Williston, Grand Forks, and Fargo. And the only, like, the biggest city is Fargo, and it's the only blue city in the entire state. When you say, like, big cities, what's the population of these places? Oh, shit. Minot's, like... A hundred thousand people tops. Like real talk. So there's a statistic out there. Don't quote me on this. Uh, for the state of North Dakota, there's six cows to every person. All right, I believe that. That's a, a legitimate statistic. You can look it up. Um, I 100% believe it. In in some counties, there's more nuclear weapons than there is people. Also believe yeah, that. Yeah, they store them all up there so they don't freeze Based. in Alaska, but they're still close enough to hit the Russians. I mean, realistically, we store them here because, you know, Black that way if we get nuked, not a bunch of people die. Nobody, no strategic officer for the Soviet Union or China or North Korea has ever talked about nuking North Dakota. I would be shocked to hear if any of them knew North Dakota was a state. So I, I get to talk about this. Well, they know this that. This is one of the unclassified things I can talk about, right? So, uh, we actually had the Russians visit on a regular basis. And uh, they know exactly where we are. They know exactly where every nuclear missile site is. And they get to inspect us on a no-notice uh, kind of deal. Uh, they give us a 36-hour notice to inspect us to make sure we're... Uh, Abiding by the START treaties. Is that for uh, START or SALT? It's START or SALT. I can't remember one which one it is. It's, it's one of those arms reduction treaties, right? So they actually get to come in and inspect us. And uh, I actually kind of had a personal note about this because I was sitting in a defect one day and we got a notification that the, the Russians were coming. And they were like, hey, you know, the Russians are coming. Don't say anything stupid. And we started, you know, cracking in Soviet Russia jokes. And they actually made us leave the dining facility because they were afraid that we were going to offend the Russians. You know who Russia should do that to yeah. next? Israel. Those fuckers China. won't tell anybody how many nukes they have. <sighs> they oh, have what's that? Uh... What were you saying? What? Uh, somebody was going to ask a question? Yeah, hold on. Oh. <laughs> you need well, a new mic. Sorry, man. talking about slept on states. This is just a little bit. It's certainly uh, the fuck not Missouri or Kansas, because that's the people that quit before getting to the Pacific Northwest before they wanted to get gold. <laughs> yeah, isn't... I think it's... Uh, is it Kansas City? Or no, it's St. Louis. Like, per capita, by far the most dangerous city. In the country. You know, you you say that really? there's two. All right, 
I, there, there's a little there's a little uh, thing to that is that it's split into St. Louis County or St. Louis City and St. Louis County. So there's a split where the city and it's, it makes up the two different demographics. Then people are trying to uh, get it to merge. And if it did, it would be a lot, uh, a lot less because that only uh, the crime statistics only match to uh, the city instead of like as a whole with St. Louis County. I think I might, I could look it up. I could be wrong. If you look at like a list of the most dangerous cities in the world, like you, you get past, yeah, you get the, <laughs> you get like the Honduran cities and the Brazilian cities, and there's St. Louis just smack dab in the middle of all those shit. I will say, uh, uh, I did work in the city a lot because uh, I grew up close to it. Uh, I'm sorry to so, hear that. Yeah, it was kind of shitty down there sometimes, but I was uh, I was working as a landscaper at this point. I'm not going to say where, but I was working as a landscaper down in the city. And I was digging out some dirt, and this guy walked up, and he's like, you seen that white rabbit anywhere? I was, said, what? He's like, this big, fluffy white rabbit. I saw it earlier, and that's why I came over here to talk to you about it. Um, dude smelled awful, was 100%, 10% on something. And then a couple years later, I was working a security job at a bar, and there were, I was taking out the trash, and there was just a drive-by that happened on the block next to me. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there's definitely uh, some crime in other stuff going on. St. Louis County or city is not on the most dangerous cities in the world. Isn't it? I, I might be wrong about that. Uh, according to armormax.com, the 2021 most dangerous cities in the world. Number one, Tijuana, Mexico. <laughs> but they have gun control. That's not possible. Yeah. Okay. I... I no, show me sources that agree with my worldview. Yeah, let me just pull those out of my ass. We need some fact checkers. Snopes. Some Facebook fact checkers in here. Snopes will do it. Oh, yes, the unbiased, notoriously reliable Snopes. Yep. Man, I remember seeing those things pop up, and it was the weirdest thing ever. You can't go uh, a day without seeing one now. I mean, not, not just on gun Instagram because obviously you know I'm You're I'm assuming most of us have coup. personal social media. Uh no, all that got deleted. Okay. <laughs> oh here, here you, it uh, is. Share share ten me articles about FedEx yeah. flying the Muslims in. Real quick, uh it's on Wikipedia cities by murder rate. St. Louis is number nine, right in between Victoria da Conquista Brazil and Cape Town, South Africa. That's very random. That's not that random. I would have expected L.A. over, like, Detroit. Detroit's at 34. And then those are the well, only two Detroit's in the top. Detroit's so low because they have uh, urban survival training. Yeah, yes, yeah, he's saving yeah. lives up there, training. man. Doing God's work. Survivability. I guarantee they've dropped, they've dropped from top 10, to, and they're going to be at 100 in, like, three years because that's same. Oh, guaranteed. Uh, so we're going to get on the thing. soon, right? Did a whole thing once, got all wrapped around the axle, and broke down like uh, states by firearm ownership and gun homicide rate. And there's pretty much zero correlation between the two. Mm -hmm. And slight negative correlation, but it's 
total bullshit that, oh, more guns is more death. No, totally impossible. CNN said that more guns equals more crime. It's uh, true, I was the crime. Just, just look at uh, Chicago. Chicago is very violent because all the people from Indiana just run guns across the border. Oh, it, it, it's Obviously. totally Indiana and Wisconsin's fault, you know? Yes, Wisconsin. Every, 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 <laughs> time, I, every time I drive through uh, Chicago on my way home, right? I'm like, oh, crap, I got to take my gun off in Wisconsin because, you know, all these Wisconsinites and all these Indianans are fucking just shooting up Chicago at the uh, in uh, Missouri and Illinois concealed carry classes or uh, Missouri. I can't remember. They tell you like where to stop and how to stop when you need to take your gun off and lock it because you can't you can't have ammunition and the firearm together in Illinois. So if you uh, if you look it up, like uh, it might be handgunlaw.us. Even uh, there there are websites that tell you in each state around Illinois that tell you where you stop, take your gun off, put it in the lockbox, unload it, all that good shit, just so you can drive through Illinois. I know um, plenty of motherfuckers that just leave their stuff loaded and stay on the highway. Yeah, right. if I didn't drive through Chicago directly every time my, on my way to Ohio, um, I would 100% leave it on. But the problem is I drive through Chicago. And, you know, like the last time we went through Chicago, uh, we ended up having to make a restroom stop on Garfield Avenue. Like, <laughs> and like the worst, the worst street in Chicago for shootings. We have to stop, and you know, my wife goes into some random Wendy's to use the restroom. She was like, "I had to stop," and they had like some person that had like was handing out door codes to make sure people weren't doing shit in the bathrooms. I'm like, "Jesus fucking Christ, let's get the hell out of here!" They shut down a Burger King uh, in the in some county in St. Louis because people were going in and uh, shooting up heroin in the bathroom. That sounds like Ohio. Yeah, sounds like that sounds like small town America. Yeah, you know, honestly, I think yeah, it's a correlation yeah, it's between just, Burger King. That's just small town. Yeah. Burger King uh, shit. Fuck Burger King. I will not King. take the Burger King slander. No. Fuck Burger King. Whoa. Whoa. Take it. Take it down a notch. What? What? Why? Why Burger King? Mm. It's, right. it's Wendy's. Dude, I got a Whopper this time you last don't... year, and it was dry as hell. Every time I go to Burger King, that shit is just drenched in mayo. Uh, dude, I there's so many. Get some light mayo, brother. You want a whole onion and tomato on your burger? Go to Burger King with that Wendy's. No, that's not an issue. It's just the now you both now y'all are bad mouthing both of my favorite like fast food chains. You like Burger King? Oh, I like Burger King and I like Wendy's. Why? Because there's a Burger King on every fucking Air Force installation. Every military base has okay, a Wendy's. Wendy's Burger good. King and fucking Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, wait a minute. My base <laughs> doesn't have a Dunkin' Donuts, and I'm kind of mad about it. Start a petition. Do you have a Subway? Because it's those three. Every every base. base has a fucking Subway, and every base has that stupid pizza place. Domino's. Uh, Sabaro? No, no, it's not Sabaro. It's uh, Domino or what you said, Domino's. Uh, my base, my base did not. No, have. Papa John's. 
Nope. Really? Did not have one yeah. of those. We've we've got a Papa John's, and then our uh, our FSS runs uh, their own pizza place, which is actually better than Papa John's. So, okay, I'm gonna say it. Pizza Hut is the worst uh, fast food style pizza. You have yeah. awful yes. takes about food. No, no I like Pizza no, Hut. I'm not taking it. Pizza, the the, the breadsticks are good. Is horrible. Okay, seven seven. You've been wrong twice now. So no. Okay, I didn't get to fully defend my take on Burger King. No, so, hold on. I know hold Burger on. King. Stopping you right there. <laughs> pizza Hut in the '90s was good. Yes, the sit-down Pizza Huts. Those were yes. fucking. They yeah. still have those. Now, they still have those. There's one of those places. a mile from my house. Absolutely garbage. Pizza Hut here sucks because on my end of town, Pizza Hut does not deliver. Ugh, what the fuck? Yeah. So the the Pizza Hut from my apartment is like two and a half miles away, and apparently that's too far for them to deliver. You gotta get DoorDash or something. Or, uh, I'm not paying that fucking delivery fee just for pizza slut. Fucking Domino's will deliver down like two miles of dirt roads. No, fucking Domino's doesn't deliver here either. That's bullshit. Sounds like you just need to move. Yeah, well, that's just the move, cost bro. of living in North Dakota. I'm surprised you even have restaurants out there. I would assume you just have to kill your own deer and then eat venison for the next two months. Well, I mean, I do that. But He's got to salt it and point. keep it on a rack outside. Defend yeah, it from you the don't wolves. have no electricity. I'm surprised you're even that's talking awesome. to us right now. <laughs> yeah, just hunt for your own pizza, man. Damn. What you're missing is I've got like a little pump generator that I'm using to keep the internet and then my, my phone going right now. So You're plugged into the mm. local uh, hydroelectric dam. Yep. Sikakawea is doing great things for me right now. <laughs> surprised he's not at the old internet cafe right now. <laughs> what is that? What? You've never heard of the internet cafe? What? I've never been you to one, but I've heard You guys have never of heard of internet cafes? No, so we don't have internet cafes. You know, Starbucks has free Wi-Fi, so. Well, Starbucks, by that definition, could be an internet cafe. Well, it is an internet cafe in North Dakota. I don't think you guys know where Wi Fi in North Dakota internet cafe. All right, you know what? I'm just going to send the Wikipedia link. That's what I'm looking at right now because I never actually got a good explanation. I just kind of pretended I knew what it meant. I know what they are. I know what an internet cafe is, and I live in North Dakota. (laughs) Oh, it's just any goddamn cafe. That provides internet yeah, access. That's a lot of bullshit. I thought it. That's what Wikipedia says. Well, Wikipedia has never lied to anyone. <laughs> Did you see their uh, their founder the other day uh, was saying you gotta like double fact check for yourself, not like fact check is and fact check as we know when our posts get uh, tagged for talking about that. That's uh, that virus that's, that's going around. Stuff. That. Uh, that Corolla. sussy baka, yeah. That that, um, that China susta. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Wikipedia, if you're curious, Detroit Urban Survival Train does not have a Wikipedia page. We should make them make, one. Wait, wait. All right, hang on. Can next episode? Can we make them one? We can. Yes. We can. Uh, <laughs> yes. We need to like right. actually do some research and get some ideas. We could. I would I really like founder, to get him on the podcast. I like the man. I know. I know the founder is a. Uh, Ex Army Infantry. You know what? what uh, I read about what, him because they were in a news article. 
Rip. While we're talking about people we should have on the podcast and, you know, awesome trainers that are just giving out quality information, we need to get Lucas Bakken on the podcast. Oh, he's I the think, only one our page follows because he I, knows everything. I think oh, yeah, that we're a little small for Lucas. Lucas, Lucas is a big fish. Give it a few weeks until we gather 20,000, 30,000 followers. I think we can have him in no time. Yeah, we'll we'll get Lucas on here. Lucas Thotkins. Lucas Thotkins. And and we're Drew Hopkins. All right. We we will have a no, condition. I don't if we do get him, him on as here. Drew Hopkins. I if, recognize him as Drew Dadder, da, uh, Conquer Me Daddy Hopkins. <laughs> if if Drew or Lucas comes on the podcast, we will not make any puns of your names. While you're here. Before <laughs> and after you have <laughs> you'll never know. <laughs> no, hey, what? just no, never forget no. in 2013 I used a a thousand dollars and an iPod Touch to start a company. Now I have an iPhone and work with seventy plus awesome people. Like, I barely <laughs> got to that without laughing. <laughs> God, he's such a you know. And credit to Lucas for having thick skin, but he gets made fun of every fucking week, man. Oh, constantly. I mean, yeah, he, he's. He's cons he's consistent meme material, and like been. he he always has been, and he does uh, to his credit. And th this is probably the only time I'm going to speak positively. He does some good things. He does push the Overton window. Some of the stuff he does put out there does make sense. I do like and, that he copied Spiritus's plate carrier and supplied him to a bunch of people. Hats off, Lucas. Yeah, but at the same time, now he can't supply it because they fucked it up. So ah, uh, the AC but, Uno. Yeah, the AC Wait, Uno. Yeah. So what was the whole deal with that? I I missed out on that. Basically, uh, from from how I understand it, Ins right. can stop me if I'm incorrect about this. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I probably will be. I'm pretty sure that uh, a company lied about where they're being manufactured and like to the tolerances they were being manufactured, and they were actually making them in Mexico. So he sold yes. the Mexican-made ones as a limited run that were, instead of the AC-1, they were called the AC-UNOs. That's okay. exactly what it was. And they had um, an entire dress-up day about it. I was oh, disappointed. Dude. I saw yeah. the video, How to Play Uno. They, I thought he was going to be playing that, Uno. They made that fucking Sicario-style fucking That's, video out of it. Yep. And so, you, you know what? That's that's one of the other positives I'll give Lucas and T-Rex Arms, right? Like, some of his nylon stuff that he sells is really good. Like, the, the dump pouch is a really good product. The, I actually was looking at his dump pouch a few days ago. I think I might get I, it. I have one, and I really like it. I recommend it. Um, his mid-1 pouch. Same thing. I recommend it. It's a it's a good piece of kit. Um, everything else is a rip off of everybody else's, right? Like his slings are a rip off of fucking Feral Concept Slingsters. His are we sitting on T Rex now? Hmm. No, we're just discussing T Rex. We haven't decided we're, whether or not we're going to shit on him yet. We're, we're <laughs> discussing. We haven't gotten we're, on the we're shit on him so right now. We're prairie dogging. Ooh, um, turtling. Very talking. Man, I never known in a while. <laughs> the slings are a copy of the Pharaoh Slingster. The, the carriers are a copy of the 
the LV-119. Um, but there, there is some stuff here and there that he does well. And there is some stuff that, like, on the... On the... Uh, the culture side of thing, he does well, right? The holsters like, are pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I agree. The price, the Ragnarok, is a is a solid holster. For the price, 100%. The Ragnarok is not a solid holster and is on my avoid list. Mainly because I had one and I've... Granted, I ran it a lot, but it got to the point where it stopped retaining a firearm. Like, I would run and my Glock would fall out of its holster. And there's a couple of videos on his Instagram even where you can go through and go, oh, wait, his gun just fell out of the fucking holster because they have retention issues. And it's the same thing with a sidecar. Right, his his sidecars are they look cool at first glance, but I know several people that have had a sidecar holsters that within three months the Kydex cracks and it's done. I'll let I you know. I believe. Uh, yeah. Give a little bit of a shout out. I've been carrying a Phalanx concealment uh, Glock twenty six holster. I learned about it watching a a Sean Ryan video. He shouted him out, so I was like, you know, hey. I got some extra money, and I got uh, I had, I just got uh, received a Glock 26 uh, as a present, and I was like, "All right, uh, you know, I'll carry this to, over a Palmer AD with no serial number." <laughs> That's probably a good one. great plan. <laughs> yeah, um, and the thing is held up amazing. Um, so I really if, like it. If we're gonna do shoutouts for holsters. Um, if anybody listening to this and any of y'all in this are carrying a gun that has a Surefire X300 or a uh, Streamlight TRLR1, uh, the Filster Floodlight is a fantastic holster, and it will fill. It will fit anything that has either one of those lights on it, as long as you buy the version for that light. Um, personally, I carry my Staccato 2011. Uh, and my Nighthawk 1911 and my Glock 19 with a Hollow Sun 509T uh, in the same holster because it locks in on an X300. Yeah, I know a couple of people with the uh, floodlight and they all pretty much rave about it. Yeah, it's, it's a quality piece of kit. Um, I'm a little different than most people. I actually like the soft loops over the DCC clips. Um, and that's because I have a dad bod and the soft <laughs> loops lit the soft loops let the gun move a little bit as I move. Oh, that makes me think of uh something. Uh belts. I have actually a T Rex arms belt for like carrying. And that has been actually pretty great. But again, it is kind of just, you know, a clone of other shit. People have done that shit a thousand times. It's just a regular ass stiff belt with a cobra buckle. What I've been so, using for matches is a cheap ass. I think fuck this company in general, but I think it's a Midway USA. It was like thirty bucks. It has the inner Velcro belt and then the outer like stiff belt that I have all my like my holster and my mag pouches on. That thing's great. Did you say fuck Midway? What is wrong with you? Because Maybe it's going to come to your house tonight. And he is going to bubble all your guns. Oh, no. Now it's the NRA Roundup, and I, I could be wrong. Was yeah. it not Midway that, like, the second the 
the uh, incident, the China incident, hit the U.S. and they were like, "Wait, we can price gouge people." They up to their five, five, six, five hundred percent. That was cheaper, uh, than, cheaper dirt. than dirt. Cheaper ah, than yes, dirt. of course, that's cheaper than dirt. Okay, I yeah, apologize. Midway, you guys are okay, I guess. I'm still. So, Butterfield forgives you. Be- before we switch gears to to ragging on uh, price oh. gougers, uh, <laughs> for my everyday carry built. I use a Langdon Tactical EDC built. Great uh, piece of kit. Those are really a good. A Long Dong Tactical. A Long Dong Tactical EDC built. And just so you'll, so you'll be there with me, uh, I use a Lead Devil USA uh, range built uh, for on the range. I just I use have, a Blue Alpha belt. I have an ASIC, uh, HSGI. I've heard good things about Blue Alpha. I was well, actually looking at Grantham's emissary belt uh, when he was doing the. They were doing uh, Segura gear. Is that how you say it? Sure. Yeah, yeah, those are really cool. They, I, they were doing a Blem sale, and uh, you know Blem sale, it's like half price off. Um, Blem sales. Y'all love Blem sales. Cloud, Cloud Defensive, I think, is still doing theirs right now. Yes, yes still. Still. By the time this airs, they will not be doing. Yeah, this. by the time this airs, it will probably be sold out. Oh, I haven't but, told you we're last year. That was a three hundred. That was a <laughs> that was a three hundred and sixty nine dollar light that is now two sixty nine. Oh. Uh, or, or no, no, no uh, light package. Sorry, light package. Not on, on a side note. Did you all see the gangster grip that ended up in Cloud Defenses? trade-in program yes i love their trade-in what? oh my god oh, no. dude, yeah uh, Wait, i saw like three people uh commenting like hey i will buy that off you i was what? one of those people yeah because, was you, yeah. because you, you posted that on your story and you said i will do anything in the picture thread that is worth more like three times as much as any of their lights are do you think it might be a fake then no, I, looking, or do you think it's someone that didn't know what the fuck they were doing? No, I think it's somebody that really didn't know what they have because I looked at that picture and I zoomed in and took a closer look at it. That looks like a legitimate Knight's Armor gangster grip. And I was just oh. like, oh my God. Like, I, I get it. Somebody wants a better light, but do you realize what you just sent them? <laughs> like, me, uh, granted, oh. clone incorrect, right? Even even being clone incorrect, I'm looking at they're going, holy mother of God, give me that gangster grip. Salivating. Yeah, pretty much. I I would give up almost anything just to be able to dive into that box of lights and. <laughs> there were some good find a couple gems. I wonder how many mod lights got turned in. At least, oh, seriously, man. At least, five. I saw people trading surefires, and I was talking about this with Swamp Fox and Poster. Like, why would you? Why would you do that? Yeah, dude. I saw. I, I can. If you, on you the mod light group, if you go on the mod light group, you see like just everybody simping for mod lights so hard, and like, can't wait to get rid of all my X three hundreds for this. <laughs> Jesus Christ, the X300 is a really good light. If you want the, 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 the X300 is a great light. It's and, great. And like I'm excited for the PL350, 
But I'm not like selling all of my X three hundreds to get a PL three fifty. Exactly. Like, like I would like one, but I'm not gonna get rid of mine at all, ever. I recently uh, uh, bought and just now put on my eleven five is the M uh, Surefire M six forty U. It's not the DF that takes the eighteen six fifty oh, battery. Yeah. Mine I only takes. Yeah, uh, it's it's solid, man. Um, I really like its mounting soft, uh, not software. Uh, yeah, it's mounting software. System. Software. <laughs> um, so, its mounting system is awesome. Yeah, so my only my only complaint with Surefire lights is the Candela, and invisible, yeah, they are pretty much all spill, no hotspot. Exactly, and uh, and I'll admit I'm a mod light whore. When it comes but, to rifle lights, but I've got to say that that all spill approach is fucking great for the X three hundred, especially it is gun line. The hotspot. Um, well, it's like all spill. It's just pretty much a big cone of light that is all equal. So <laughs> big post I don't mind. I, I don't mind. I have a big post I did on like I think six lights. So yes. Like a G2X and like two mod lights and two Arasakas, and I uh, did all on manual mode on a camera in the same light environment, and uh, it's I don't know, just go look at it for what it's worth. It's a great post if you haven't seen it, go look at it. Yeah, the it's actually, really I, I, informative. Yeah, post, I got like that really good. real talk. So, both of I'll my make primary sure I share it to the uh, podcast page later. Both of my primary EDC relights, right? I run X300s on both pistols. My Staccato and my Nighthawk both wear an X300U. Um, my defensive carbine, my primary one, which is my Mach 18, which has somehow been blessed as being the the picture for the page. Uh, so we hit up the illustration, Nathan. What? Oh, yeah. We're hitting up. <laughs> we're hitting up. Nathan the Illustrator. Well, that'll be. He's going to clone their podcast logo for us. That's going to be awesome. Copy of that. Anyways, that rifle is wearing a Mod Light 1860 PLH V2, um, and it's a great light. I love it. Uh, You're looking at, like, I can see something at 150 meters. Identify what they're holding. Great light. Um, my 16-inch Block 2 Recce, what the fuck is this build, has a has an OKW on it. And I can, like, again, I can hit about 300 meters. I can look at it and go, okay, I know what he's holding. I can engage if I need to. Um, that being said, the other lights aren't bad lights. I have... X300s on both my handguns. They do exactly what I need them to do. My MP5 has a BNT tactical light on it that uh, uses a old school Surefire KH head on it. And you know, for a sub gun that's a hundred meters and in, it's perfect. Um, I will say, going back to the hotspots thing real fast, is my HLX I have my Streamlight. Really surprised me when I was shooting it uh, a few months ago in, I believe it was February. I was pushing it out to 100 and 150 yards. 
I was like, this light that I paid, I think, $123, $124 for in total for pressure pad and all that uh, is really surprising me, and I like it for the price which, I got that. Which light is it? Uh, I can pull it up real fast. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll drop the link in the chat. Uh, just give me a second. For what it's worth, within like 100 yards, I have a G2X on my rifle because I'm poor. Are you going to say a G2C? <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> the G2X works pretty well. I mean, for what for what I need it to do. I know it's not the best light, and it definitely doesn't have the best output, but it... I've hit it yeah. against rocks before. It still works. I'm happy yeah, with but- it. Oh, yeah, same. Uh, I have a G2X actually on that light test that I did. The the G2X and the HLX, for oh, that matter. No, I have, I have the ProTac, actually. The 1K Lumen one? Yeah, yeah, I have the ProTech. I, I get the yeah, names. I also those. have that on the uh, light test I did. Yeah. Um, seven lights. Uh, maybe it's the HL. I don't know. It's painted right now, so I can't tell there, which which. Surefire's naming. Not Surefire. Uh, Streamlight. Streamlight. Names are fucking stupid. It's kind of like what Xbox is doing with their stuff. <laughs> Xbox One X 360-920-69. I'm still pissed they didn't just release this Xbox 720. It was a swing and a miss. Oh my god, everyone thought it was going to be the 720. I remember. I remember all the pictures of it going around that were like a giant sphere. It looked like one of those original <laughs> MacBook uh, desktops. Oh, I remember that. And the, all the <laughs> PS4 leaks back from 2011, 2012. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, God. I remember Remember the uh, what they thought the PS3 controller was going to look like? leaks <laughs> <laughs> right there. A whole nother podcast. Oh god, yeah. Um, we're forty-five minutes in right now. I, we're going we're strong. Going I like shit. how we're going. We're making we're making it an hour and a half on this episode. Should we start to yeah. like dig into the actual topics that we wrote down, or what? Yeah, we did uh, write topics. We'll well, we can go to an hour right now, call it quits, and then just uh, review some feedback from our loving fans, all eight of you, and then fuck uh, the fans. <laughs> fuck the fans. Whoa, See hey, what man, they think we, we can do better and or worse. Um, hey, keep this going, man. I say we, uh, I mean, do we make a Patreon or an OnlyFans? OnlyFans. Hey, OnlyFans is rebranding right now, man. Uh, I saw an ad on, yeah, they have ads on Hulu right now talking about like like, what music DJs and stuff. Uh, So they're trying to rebrand as something where you don't just show your fucking brown balloon knot. Yeah. No, no. So real talk, like horrible talking about that. I ain't never paid money to see somebody's Gucci. No. If if you guys aren't in on the whole tech world space, OnlyFans is trying to rebrand at the moment, and they're getting ready to do a massive ban wave on anybody who does the 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 show my uh, show my Gucci for money thing because they don't want. They don't want to be associated with that. Uh, they want to be a, curious, honestly. They, now you had my. They want to be like a. They want to be like a Patreon 2.0, where like, hey, you know, here's these creators that you can can be fans of, and you know, you can fund them, and you know, do X, Y, and Z, and they're trying to they're trying to shake this legacy of it's a pornography website. To to rebrand that sounds, themselves. 
That sounds that, a lot like yeah. a MySpace fucking blew their own brains out. If it's that's probably what's going to exactly happen to OnlyFans is they're going to try to rebrand, blow their own brains out, and be done. Well, gentlemen, I'm noticing Ooh, a hole in the market opening up. And a prime opportunity for us to invest in something that will almost certainly flop, but might... The Washington Redskins? The, no, the Washington football team. Cleveland Defenders or whatever the fuck they are. The Guardians. The Cleveland Guardians. God, that's a terrible name. That's a high school name. Don't even get me started. Oh, no. Bing, are you a fucking Indians fan? Oh, yeah, so he was from Ohio. I'm actually a Reds fan, but that's less terrible. The 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 whole Indians rebranding and renaming pisses me off for other reasons. Because if yeah, you actually go, if you actually go look, if you actually go look at why the Indians are called the Indians, it was actually to honor the first Native American player in the Major League Baseball circuit. Like the yeah. whole reason that their name was the Indians was because the first Native American player that ever played for MLB was in the Cleveland team, and they named the whole team after him. And now they're renaming to the Guardians. Yeah, and now they're... I see we've moved from OnlyFans to... uh, Baseball team changes. I mean, America sport. Sports ball. That's the same thing with uh, the Chicago Blackhawks. I had a great introduction from... I am just mad that they didn't name the Cleveland team the Spiders. That was the original name of the team. Exactly. They had a losses record. Yeah, but before they before they renamed to the Indians to honor this dude, their name was actually the Spiders. That's and along the same lines as Aunt Jemima uh, being. Oh my like a god, well, that was a well a well rounded woman. Uh, you know, I I I don't know her history off the top of my head, but like, what escape escaped slavery? Uh, got a college degree and you know, became a businesswoman. How from, what, from what I understand about that, it almost, it like, it still doesn't really make sense, but it almost makes sense. Cause, uh, back in, you know, the 1800s, whenever slavery was still legal down South. And if you had like a house slave, if it was a woman, then they would be called aunts. And if it was a man, they'd be called uncle, like your house slave. So it'd be, you know, yeah. uncle, uncle Ben, but uncle so that's ben where, is that, was, is that where uncle Tom came from then? Well, Probably. That is where Uncle Tom uh, came it's from. from like, yeah. novel, but yeah, pretty much. Uh, the other thing is about like the rice. Remember Uncle Ben's rice? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually had it's some Uncle Ben's not rice. Only did they, ago. <laughs> not only yeah, I have like 47 packages of it. Uh, not only save that. changed the name to just Ben's, they also took his face off, which is kind of weird. Like, why not just call it Ben's and be like, oh, yeah, it's still the same guy. You're telling me in like 20 years I could have saved that package of damn rice and it'd be worth something now because it's got a black yeah, dude's got, face on it? Yeah, I got a lot of black dude limited editions, I guess. Because the bombs dropped and you'd be living off of it. They took Mr. <laughs> Pringle's glasses and his hair. He's just an emotionless Wait, face now. Fucking they turned that dude into an emoji. Yeah. I hate to Did interrupt. take his mustache? His mustache is like the only thing that stayed. Thank God. He's Y'all just see a the, depressed bald man the, now. 
I'll, this I'll, is the thing about North Dakota. I get all the shit late. So, like, I'm still yeah. getting Uncle Ben's rice, and I'm still nice. getting the Pringles with the, 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 the logo. So, y'all are telling me this, and it's the first I've ever it's fucking It's like a culture shock. Dude, dude, I still have Uncle Ben's on the rack at my local store. <laughs> it's still there. I was going to say, I can still go buy Uncle Ben's because it's, it's on the shelf. <laughs> I wonder how different all the branding is. Everyone's going to be calling it Uncle Ben's for a long time, also. This generation, yeah, at least. Five years. I say at least a generation, like like was said, like, we all grew up with it being Uncle Ben's. We're all going to say Uncle Ben's, and you know, even our, probably our kids are going to be like, oh yeah, that's Uncle Ben's. And Yeah, for sure. I wonder how different branding for that shit's going to look like anything with an, a Native American or a black person in the branding oh, is just God. not going to oh. be there anymore. It's going it's really to be so lady. strange. Land of Lakes. Land of Lakes. Yeah, they took the Indian lady off of their uh, the butter. That's the most American thing you can do. Take away the Native American and keep the Get land. rid of them. Get them out of here. Dude, my, my wife is Native and she saw that and she's like, why? Like what? Yeah. What was the big fucking deal? She's like, I didn't care. How long you think it comes like, full circle? And they start like telling the Minnesota Vikings, like, no, that's that's cultural appropriation for Swedish people. You gotta, yeah. you gotta become the Minnesota. Five years. I give it five awesome. years. <laughs> There's some disgruntled like, on the uh, fifty yard line. No, you you can't do the Celtics because they're white people. Kansas yeah, City so the Chiefs, I know. Uh, there's like a it's, little bit of a movement. It's Celtics. I think the Braves are under pressure. The Chicago Blackhawks are under pressure. Yeah, The Braves yeah. are like, oh, they have the tomahawk chop. It's racist. The, oh, the Braves dude, are under so pressure. <laughs> Literally, they call the chop racist. And it's like, there are, swinging there the are so many videos of me doing the tomahawk, uh, tomahawk chop. Just absolutely hammered on people's camera rolls, so I can never be in public <laughs> office now. No, well, well, you can be up. in public office now, but 20 years from now, not so much. Yeah. There is a, no, I got a, I got a neat fact for you about the Tomahawk Chop. You know that the song that the Tomahawk Chop goes to, right? Yeah. FSU also uses it. Yes, correct. You know the song, though, right? Everybody here knows yeah. the song. Yeah. Wait, what's the song? Okay. Uh... Well, someone post it. You I'll, link it in, I'll, I'll link it in chat. I mean, I'm sure you know it if you haven't heard it. You, you probably I've like probably you'll hear it and then you'll be like, I've heard this before. Yeah. Slurs, some in their life, uh, the Braves use it. Kansas City uses it. Uh, uh, Kansas Florida City? State. Really? Yeah, the, Florida the Chiefs use State. it. Yeah, I know Florida FSU like Started it actually, and the Braves like stole it. I'll let them have it. No one cares about Florida <laughs> State. Missouri is Florida without beaches, man. Oh my yeah, god! Right? Uh, Florida, Missouri with beaches. Statement I've ever heard. I I just hate that I'm from the same state the Missouri Gunrunner is from because that motherfucker is retarded. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, Instagram. I'm on Instagrams. Missouri cum runner. Yeah, okay. Missouri anyway. cum runner. <laughs> yeah, he's still in the DMs one time. About the tomahawk top. Yeah, tomahawk top. Let's go. I linked it in chat if anyone doesn't know. 
What? He linked uh, it. Uh, general. Topic ideas. Yeah. Oh no, oh, I see it. Oh, wrong chat. Whatever, yeah. it's fine. Anyway, it's so racist, right? People want to cancel it? Just a bunch of white people waving their arms, right? Yeah. Uh, I can think of another time white people were waving their arms. <laughs> That's why my family left Germany, damn it. Hugo Jesus Boss Christ. 1934 collection really shook up the world. Dude, like, real talk, my family left Germany in the 30s Pussies. just to get away from that. <laughs> you saw the writing on the wall. Yeah, my 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 great grandparents saw the writing on the wall, and the best part, my my grandpa went back and fucking was a <laughs> was a TC in fucking Europe, and one one of the guns I own, one of the most prized guns I own, is a uh, a Mauser nineteen forty one K ninety eight that's been sporterized to all shit. Damn, I think Forges has seen it. Uh, For, Forges has seen it. Uh, which one? Which one? Yeah, the the Mauser with the cut down stock and all that shit. No, I don't. I don't think so. I throw I throw it in the gun chat. My, so like, my my grandpa was a tank commander uh, in Europe during World War Two, and uh, like, it, and it's hilarious because everybody came over from Europe after World War One. And basically, my whole family went, you know, fuck the Nazis and went back and fought them during uh, World War Two. We are the good then, Germans. Yeah, we were the good Germans, and uh, so my my grandpa got to do some really cool shit. Like if you uh, if you ever seen the movie Monuments Men, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I where, uh, I watched the first thirty minutes of that with my dad, and then we both had to go. Like do something, and we were like, "Yeah, we'll we'll get back to this," and we just didn't. <laughs> so it, at, at some point in Monuments Men, uh, there's a tank guarding a cave full of like this artwork and shit. Uh, my grandpa did that. That was his tank. That's fucking cool. Uh, oh, that's my grandpa liberated a, a concentration camp. He did all this cool shit. But during the Battle of the Bulge, and I, uh, this is how this rifle has come into my possession. Uh, during the Battle of the Bulge, my grandpa uh, was rolling up Hell's Highway, and he had some fucking Nazi fuck take a pot shot at him because he was a tank commander, and he was out of the hatch and you know sitting there. So, so the Nazi fuck takes a pot shot at him, and he taps his gunner on the shoulder and uh his 37 millimeter tank cannons pointed at this poor fuck and just shreds him with a high explosive round wow and grandpa jumps off the tank grabs the rifle you know check dead checks the kid and grabs the rifle and you know I'll straps it to the back he he straps it to the back of the tank and this this rifle comes home and Fortunate enough, after my grandfather passed, God rest his soul, uh, he he left this rifle and his World War II victory medal to me. Uh, so I get to be the I get to be the curator of history for this rifle. And one of, one of the struggles I've ever had is: Do I restore this gun? 
back to its military dress to like how my grandpa would have picked it up or to leave it in the sporterized deer rifle configuration that my grandpa turned it into. That is actually that is a very tough uh, question and answer. You know who I bet could answer that correctly is our followers. And then <laughs> I don't know if I'd leave it up to a bunch <laughs> no, of uh, that's an awful single idea. digit uh, <laughs> double, double even double more. digit IQ uh, people. Make no bread. Yeah, make no bread out of it. Your grandpa would come down and kick your fucking ass. Like, what the fuck did you do to my gun? You like no shit. That's that's my fear with this whole gun, right? Is like I touch it and do something to it. Like I professionally sporterize it past what he's done, and like he shows up and beats my ass because I I did something outside of what he did. I didn't okay, want it that way, uh, goddammit. Did he ever, like, hunt with it after he sporterized it? It, it? It's in the gun picks chat. Like, the, the only thing that sporterizes this gun is the wood. The metal is all original military. Uh, okay, yeah, I've seen this one. I was expecting far worse. Okay, you know, uh, honestly, it's not awful. Yeah. What, uh, what tank? What, was it a Stuart tank? Because you said... 37 millimeter? It was it was a M5A1 Stuart. Okay, cool. So 37 yeah, millimeter main gun. My dad was a tanker like he bridged M60s, right? He bridged the error from the M60 to the M1. That's badass. Yeah, actually, his his story of wanting to be a tanker was pretty cool. Uh, he was in Vietnam on like a convoy, and he saw some like uh, M48s or whatever, like run in front of their convoy and like just shred the jungle with like canister rounds. And he was like, "Oh, fuck, I'm gonna be a tanker." <laughs> see, oh, the patent tanks. Now, yeah, now see my my Vietnam lineage for my family comes from my other grandpa, my mom's side. Uh, he was a combat engineer. And the landing pads that you see in the movie, We Were Soldiers. Um, My grandpa actually built those landing pads and was there while the Hueys were flying in and out from LaDrang. Oh, wow. Damn, cool. And, like, I've legitimately, the most boomer thing I've done in my life, uh, I built a from the ground up fucking M14 clone for him <laughs> because like and like no shit took a took a Springfield Armory M1A and dropped it into GI furniture with a fake selector switch and all that shit just so he could have the rifle that he carried in Vietnam on his deployments that's that's really fucking- cool Better give him a foul. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He needed an L1A1 or an R1A1, but he had an M14 and he had an M1911 and he was a radio op on top of everything else. So kudos to him. Strong back. I have an uncle who was, uh, he did F117 work while it was still like classified. Or I think he's my second uncle actually. So he went over. To um, I think it was Nellis. He said whenever he was still fresh, a fresh enlistee, 
and where they slept originally was not on the actual airbase. It was close by, because this was still a very classified thing. So he said they would get on buses in the morning whenever they went to do their shit that had all blacked out windows and drive for 15 or 20 minutes and then get there and then do their shit. I forget what he said he did with them. I haven't talked to him in a good while. And he said, you know, he'd come home from his... uh his time over there, and go home with my family, like, and my mother and everything like that, and he couldn't, like, actually answer most of their Talk questions they had about it, because he just wasn't allowed to, and then it finally got released to the public a few years later that, yes, the F-117, this is our Dorito, this is real, and then he was allowed to actually so, talk about it a little bit. Cool thing, right? Like, I'm discount Grantham over here in the Air Force, and I help put aircraft in the air and all that good That's shit. Cool. Um, we put B-52s in the air every day. And um, wait, Johnson, there, there are B-52s on our base that literally no shit like grandfathers, sons, and grandsons have worked on the same aircraft and put the yeah. same aircraft into service to drop warheads on foreheads across God knows how many conflicts at this point. And the, the one of the one of the cool. one of the only things like as disgruntled as I get with the Air Force and all that, right? The only like consistent thing that brings a smile to my face is seeing those B fifty twos take flight, be in the air and knowing that they're going downrange and putting warheads on foreheads. Base. It's I like would the say MC that Browning. would fill me with a lot of... Uh, uh, yeah, mod. that would fill me with a lot of job satisfaction. Well, yeah. it, 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 it's funny because I'll be driving home from the base, you know, and I, I live 20-ish miles away from the base, and I'll be driving home, and my my drive home takes me right through the flight path uh, for the, their landing path when they come in to land back on the base. And occasionally I'll take pictures and be like, oh, yeah, you know, this is, you know, balls 27 or whatever taking a, taking a landing. And it's the only thing that consistently brings a smile to my face. Like, yeah, I, you know, I'm vehicle maintenance. All I do is help put, like, ground vehicles on the road, but I am directly in the chain to make sure that aircraft can take off, fly, do a mission, kill some motherfuckers, and come back. Yeah, that's pretty fucking rad. Also, it's pretty cool to think that some of the B-52s flying around right now also drop bombs on Vietnam. Which is... Rolling Thunder, yeah. That's fucking cool. So, and I don't know if it's true, but talking to crew chiefs that are on the line that work on these things, the newest, the newest aircraft on the line was manufactured in 1972. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's true. Oh, wow. And to take it it a step further, it's the Air Force. Minot's no secret to anybody. You can look it up on the internet. What we do here, we do nukes. We do all the good shit, right? Um, 
Minot has ICBMs, and for missile field patrol, we still fly UH-1 Hueys. Yeah. Damn. Oh, uh, all right. And we're not flying yeah, the old two blade boys, right? How, I was gonna say we don't fly how many the. Times four- have you heard "fortunate son"? Every time I see one in the fucking air, <laughs> because we don't we. We don't fly the four-blade Marine Corps Hueys. We fly UH-1N two-blade fucking twin Hueys. Oh, and they have that really distinct. They have that really distinctive boom, 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 boom. It's what all the movies use. Yeah, dude. The two-blade is distinct. Not only it is distinct, it is loud as. Oh yeah. So my my shop, right? The vehicle maintenance shop is a hundred and fifty or two hundred meters away from the the fifty fourth helicopter squadron. And when they fire their birds up and you hear them turbines crank up and you hear them blades start spinning, it is just pure sex. Yes. Like I, I'm a desk, I'm a desk jockey, and I can hear that shit from inside my office. <laughs> the you know what else is loud as fuck? If you get the unfortunate chance to have them be near you, uh, V twenty twos, V twenty twos. Yes, V twenty two is loud. Osprey is so goddamn loud, even if it's in. Uh, Whatever the fuck they call it, uh, fucking not VTOL mode, like oh on the uh, wings down or whatever. Yeah, the it is the still flight. Fuck yeah, they're they're even louder when they fucking crash, <laughs> which they consistently fucking do. My oh. buddy uh, has a picture on his phone from his. Uh, he was in the Marine Corps, and his uh, friend that sent him this picture is in the Marine Corps. He had an Osprey crash in his uh, backyard, and he said, "Tell me how your fucking day is going." And it's just an Osprey just took yeah, out his backyard. Yeah, yeah, it's just a normal day when the Osprey crashes. Yeah, one of the one of the most like coveted jobs in the Air Force right now is Special Missions Aviation, and uh, it's. A combination between crew chief and aerial gunner. Yeah. Uh, and they get stuck on HH-60s, you know, V-22s, all these, you know, basically the same aircraft the the PJs use. And I have a buddy yeah. that posts, he posts all this V-22 stuff. And the pictures are cool, but we can't help but rag him every time. Like, so <laughs> when's your first crash going to be? Like, oh, man. Have you had your crash yet? Like, we know you're going to crash. When's it going to happen? The crash uh, virginity card. Uh, do they train you for it's crash? Like, yeah. it's, like, it's like flying a certain number of missions in a B-17 or uh, B-29 in World War II. As soon as you fill out your punch card in an Osprey, you get to go home. Right. Yeah. Two crashes, one broken bone. 15th raid or whatever. You flew 22 missions, you get to go home now. I can't yeah, believe that they a- still fly those things with the track record they have. It's, yeah. It, Honestly, it, it was probably just like a product of like shitty 90s avionics and like being rushed, but 
it's still kind of I know, but like two uh, or three years ago you had those you had those I think it was thirteen Marines, one corpsman, and uh two pilots died in a yeah, crash. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh my buddy was in everyone uh, died. Yeah, every everyone died. Um my buddy was in uh boot camp with one of the guys that died on the craft. But then oh, there's the other thing of like news outlets picking up like total deaths and shit and it's it's all just a monster fire. <laughs> the V twenty two program as it, like it's a cool aircraft and it's cool as fuck. It, and it's like super futuristic and it's pretty it's it's super futuristic, it's but it's roots go all the way back to the nineteen sixties. Oh, oh, I think even they? further than that, for like tilt rotor shit, it goes even further back, actually. Well, I think the Nazis started it back in the 40s, yeah. but the, 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 the real like <laughs> genesis of the real genesis of the, the V-22 starts in the 60s in the United States, and there's this like mothballed program that where they yeah. tried it, and yeah. it didn't work. People died test flying this fucking thing. Uh, what about the Pogo aircraft where they would take off vertically from an aircraft with a prop? They would take off vertically and then they would like turn fucking horizontal or some shit. And then like oh, the the flying thing. missile thing. Yeah. Oh my god, the Cold War was just fucking we did we did some crazy shit. Written fucking engineers fucking dream. Operation Paperclip to the fullest. Yeah, those motherfuckers were taking meth again for the right reasons. Oh, dude. uh, My (laughs) grandfather worked at a missile factory in the 50s and the 60s and into the early 70s. And he said that basically all the engineers that were like up top working on like... They all spoke German, didn't they? (laughs) Probably, yes. But he said basically all of them were on drugs like all the time. Like he found cocaine up there and like weed and they were just always on drugs. I told my buddy about this. Uh, we, the, I was at my friend's house earlier and we were talking about this. Um, Your little pool party. Yeah. <laughs> my pregame before the podcast. Um, and I was talking about it. I was like, yeah, you knew like F- Fanta. Fanta was Coca-Cola's venture uh, for Germany, so yeah. they could sell, they could make sales, uh, and so, almost no one knew that. They kept it secret. I'm almost so, positive. So, fun fact: Fanta is actually not related to no, to Coca-Cola. That's the the common mis- misconception. Uh. Fanta was the Nazis' way to get Coca-Cola back into the system. Because Coke oh. in like 1941 or 1942 went, oh fuck no, we're out. There, and there was a whole embargo, yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we Coke was like them, the. Yeah, we hate to say it. We don't talk. We don't talk about what happened between 1940 or 1939 and 1945. Yeah, it's um, kind of like Hugo Boss, Volkswagen. The, 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 uh, the, the whole country was on vacation, but. <laughs> So, so Coca Cola was the most popular. Camping. Yeah, sorry. Or Coca Cola was the most popular pop 
in Nazi Germany. Oh, you and said pop, not soda? You said what? pop. Not a pop gang. I'm, I'm in the pop gang soda. over here. Soda. <laughs> Anyways, so I'm sorry, it, it was... It, it's okay, what are you dude. talking about? It was, your fucking it, dad? It, it, it was <laughs> the most popular soft drink in Nazi oh, Germany wow. at the oh, top wow. at the time of the embargo. So Fanta was the way that the Nazis reintroduced it. And the original formula for Fanta is very close to Coca-Cola. And it's not this weird fucking orange soda shit that we know today. Yeah, that's my fun history lesson for the podcast. Yeah, around about for, late 41, early 42, they were like, they had to improvise because they ran out of the Coca-Cola and they just started, I don't know, they made a pretty good product, I assume, because I... Basically, I think- and it still lives on. There, There was a... I don't remember when they did it. They did a Fanta classic run at one point where they did like literally like the Nazi era style bottles and all that shit in Europe. Are you talking about like wait, uh, um, like they brought it back? Yeah, kind of like brought it back in Europe. Crystal Pepsi. I, oh, I was Pretty just much, about to yeah. mention Crystal Pepsi. Could, I love. Could Crystal you imagine Pepsi. like you set you buy a bottle of that like not what knowing the- what it is? And you set it down on like the table, and you give your grandfather like a super flashback. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, the the thing is, is like you know, we we see Fanta Classic, right? And that 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 run of it, and then like companies like Varstaleka, God bless their soul, because oh, Varstaleka is a great fucking company. But Varstaleka is running like Chocolate, which is oh, German yeah. <laughs> Chocolate oh, yeah. from World War Two. Fun fact: <laughs> MSA. Have, was have originally... you guys had that uh, fucking chocolate? The yes, Coca-Cola? I've had it. It's... Have you? Yeah, I have. I've had it. It's fantastic. Don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. No idea. There's a dark and light. So jot that down. Here, type the name of it in chat. So I here, I'll type chocolate. it. Chocolate. I'll send you a link. I, I will put the link to the Varsalaika store in the chat. It's in general. Coca Cola. That fucking chocolate okay. Never heard is of it. legit bomb as fuck. And it actually has like a lot <laughs> of caffeine. Ludicrous amount of caffeine. They load it with caffeine. Yeah. It's so fucking loaded with caffeine. So it's like it's like perverted diet. Yeah, it's Oh, it's not quite Previtin. Previtin, sorry, yeah. <laughs> it, you're, you're not going to pull that Finnish shoulder Previtin bullshit off of it, but... I can't believe that motherfucker did so much Adderall that he, he skated oh, around and ate a bird raw. <laughs> Dude, I fucked up once. I had three pieces of that shit, and oh my god, my whole body, like, I... Feel like I can see through my fucking legs. Dude. You had real life wa- wall hacks. Oh my god, it was wild. <laughs> um, talking about uh, real fast before we go to the next topic. Uh, companies that were Nazis that are now 
good. Uh, <laughs> whoever uh, whoever it was that produced German gas masks in World War One and World War Two uh, rebranded. Now they have the Israeli army contract to make that their is, gas masks. That yeah. must have been difficult for their marketing department to pull off. <laughs> no, but like, like, look at the Israelis post World War Two. And look at how much German equipment they used. Like Dude, they were, they look, were fighting the Egyptians with MP40s. I was gonna MP40s. say this is this is me being a like a CNR nerd and a total fud. But like, <laughs> there is this whole collector's market that is circled around Israeli K98 Mausers that have been rechambered to 762 NATO. Like you know, I've seen a few of those, and like this is a thing, and they bring just stupid money. Like the last one I saw that came up was an unissued condition. I think it went through Rock Island Auctions, and it was like twenty five hundred dollars for this unissued Israeli like Mauser and seven six two NATO. And the best part is, is it's rechambered to seven six two NATO. But if you look at the receiver and shit, there's still boffin amps all over the receiver. So you're like seeing the Israeli crest on the receiver, and then there's fucking swastikas all down it. My and favorite like, is the uh, gun show guys that just write Nazi gun, fifteen hundred dollars. Oh my god, you go Mauser. Yeah, I was gonna say my my friend it, pointed that out was that it was a Yugo Mauser, and the guy's like, stole a Mauser. So the the best fake I've ever seen was a uh, FN Browning 1922 pistol, 32 oh, auto. That's and that it, uh, it, hammerless or whatever, right? Yep, and it, yeah. it, it was a it was a it was a Luftwaffe gun. They were known to be issued to the Luftwaffe, and this gun was a Luftwaffe gun. It fell in the serial number range. It could have brought money on its own. You know, it was a Waffen amp mark. It had the Luftwaffe marks. It was great. But somebody had put some fake ass fucking Nazi swastika eagle grips on it. Oh god. What a meatball. And then they tried what, to claim them, them into it. Yeah. Well no, they were fake molded. Like oh, somebody okay. literally went through the, the pro the process so you could to get like original reproduction grips and fix it, but still. Yeah, but with Nazi eagles at the top. Mm-hmm. Which they never did for the FN-22s. Like, they never did this. It wasn't a thing. And even at, like, 19 years old at the gun show, I looked at it and looked at the dude, and I was like, this is a fucking fake. Like, you're a dumbass. And Authentic, authentic gun fake grips, right? Exactly. That's, that's okay. exactly what it was. And he was like, I want $5,000 short. And I'm like, it's a $1,500 gun. Like, and, and the worst part is, like, it had these shit-ass fake grips on it, but it had real capture paperwork, and it had real, like, the gun was real. It was legitimately a, a Luftwaffe fighter pilot's gun that had been shot down. The gun had been captured, and somewhere along the way, they took the wood grips off and put these shit-ass fake Nazi eagle grips on it. Uh-huh. And, like, Real quick, we're talking about like a P thirty eight here. No, this was a thirty two auto pistol. Oh wow! Okay, 
Um, I got to hold serial number 33, uh, Luger. That was probably the coolest CNR. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. You told me about this. Yeah, and uh, I know the I know the owner of that firearm uh, pretty well. And he said that he was never going to shoot the thing, but he has plenty of other Lugers to shoot. <laughs> the fucking base, dude. Yeah. Um, he has that. I understand if it's like like a one of one type of gun or some shit, but if you got to get like a collectible, like a number four, like a number five infield or something, and you're never going to shoot it, what the fuck is wrong with you? See, and it's a goddamn thing. This is where I struggle because I refuse to own anything I won't shoot. Same thing. I'm not at the point where I can just let something sit in a safe. All my guns I own right now are, uh, I call them practical use. Like, I'll shoot them at least once a year. So I have one. I have. No, I, I like. I have two guns I have never shot. Um. What? One is a, I, I have two guns I've never shot. Uh, one is a nineteen eleven. No, I, nope. Oh, I shoot the whole fuck out of my Nighthawk. So the the two guns I've never shot. I have a first year production Berthier carbine. Oh my have, god! Like in a uh, no shit eighteen ninety one dated Berthier carbine that I have never shot. I would and very much like to see a picture of that. Ian's I will. I Ian has seen it. No, so both of these guns are French guns, and both of these guns Ian has offered me money for. What? Um, really? Wow. So I have a first <laughs> like, year production. You, I have a yeah. I refuse to sell them. I kind of <laughs> think I made him butt hurt. Call them names. Um, no, do not wow. sell those, dude. Really not polite, man. You shouldn't call them names. That's. So, I I have that first year production Berthier, and then I have a French Resistance made in a fucking basement Moss Thirty Six. What? Oh my god! What? What, what is what, what, like? What, what, I, bought, I bought this gun for like four hundred bucks, and it had a fucking what? broken cartridge in the chamber. Like it had broken brass in the chamber. I had to buy a special tool to pull the brass out of it. Oh my god! Oh my god! And that that gun with the the broken grass in the chamber is the one that Ian actually offered me money for, and was like, "I will buy that from you and trade you for this gun." Can and you say how much, or are you gonna keep dude, that dis- uh, disclosed? Dude, what? He offered me a post-war Moss 36, and I think it was like 200 bucks. You know, so it was, a fair, it, it, it was a fair offer. It was before the book came out. It was before uh, oh. his, his French rifle book came out. At the time, I knew that he was into French rifles, and he did his... He, I don't know if y'all remember the whole French rifle series where like, oh, yeah, I do. like yeah, what, eight like or nine eight. weeks, it was just yeah. nothing but French rifles. Oh, I remember yeah. he started it with the LaBelle. I yep, appreciate simping for someone who is actually shit at making guns. 
So he, he started it with the label and he went through everything and I got this Moss 36 and I watched his video on a Moss 36 and I was like, hey, my markings don't fucking match up. Like, these don't mass- match up at all. Like, what's going on here? So I emailed him out of fucking a whim and I, I'll, I'll read the email. So I said... I, I emailed him. I was, so my original email is like, "Sir, let me reply. Let me start by saying that I love your site and I love your YouTube channel, and I hope that you're able to keep up the amazing work for the years to come. Your French rifle series has sparked my interest in French small arms, and since then I have been able or been trying to add a some to my collection. Recently, I've acquired a particular Moss 36, and I was wondering if maybe you could help me out with it." The rifle is in amazing condition, dare I say, unissued, and appears to be in pre-war rifle, but the odd part is the markings. The receiver is marked Moss MLE 1936, as it should be, but there is no serial number below that. Instead, there is a three-digit serial number on the upper left side of the receiver, just to the left of the upper handguard. The number is also stamped on the bolt handle. The bottom of the receiver has what looks to be a T stamped just in front of the floor plate assembly. I have done some searching on the internet and haven't been able to find any definite information on what on rifles marked in this manner. I was wondering if you could have any insight. Thanks, my name. Ian Ian messages me back. That rifle is, quote-unquote, as I can tell, assembled from parts smuggled out of San Etienne complex during the German occupation. They seem to have been assembled by a bunch of small shops and can be found both completely without numbers and sometimes with three-digit serial numbers like you described. Some are reportedly properly headspaced and shoot fine, and some are badly headspaced and unsafe, which I would believe mine is because it had broken brass in the chamber. Uh, I would not recommend shooting one. Get a proper issued Moss 36 instead if you want a shooter. There is a lot of speculation about these guns and not much written. I know what I know came from speaking to collectors and gunsmiths in France. If you ever decide to rid of it, I would be interested in buying it from you, as I do not have a three-digit serial number example myself. I do have a two of completely unmarked ones and would be willing to happy to swap if that would be of interest to you. Signed, Ian. That's really cool uh, that he emailed you back. Awesome. Like, I emailed Ian on a whim, didn't think I would ever hear back from him. And I'm not gonna lie, I've been I a backer on he has a he has a he has like a filter for certain stuff that the emails get through. I'm sure he does and oh, totally. I I I have been a backer on all three of his books. Like I am like no shit. Like I'm happy I'm to buy say I'm collection eventually. I'm backer thirty seven on like w- pistols of the warlords for the collector's edition. Like oh, I man. am I my wonder friend has that book. fucking book, CJ. Like I have, man. I I have all the books. I I buy all the the head stamp books. Shit. And when when nice. I got my when I got my French rifles books, 
and was flipping through it and got to the the Moss 36 part of the book, I I saw he did a small snippet and it's very small and I I will be honest, I refused the offer to take the rifle. Like I kept the rifle. I still have that rigid rifle is with you. Man, I don't sell guns. That's what's wrong with me. Yeah, okay, I, I don't all gun parts. But I, I, I've never I, sold the only gun I've sold away is the high point. I, 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 I sold one gun in my life. It was a Stevens 311B 20 gauge side by side by shotgun. And what's wrong with you? That's a piece of fucking rare. No, I'm just kidding. No, I legitimately, you're gonna laugh. I spent seven years looking for a replacement, and I just got one from Copper Custom, like two years ago. You ordered from that simp? Yeah, I did order from that. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Oh my god, he's such a fucking simp. Okay, he is such a fucking simp, and we can we we can go into detail from that. that. We'll do that on another episode, real fast. Uh, Well, I I really want to talk about this. I've wow. ordered two guns from what? Copper, and oh. I've been to the shop in person. Um, I ha- I have the the Stevens 311A that I ordered from him, and I have. If you go way back through their fish or their their Facebook post, you'll find an unissued H and R M1 Garand that's still in the Cosmoline. That gun is collection because I bought it. <laughs> nice. Um, okay. I really want to talk about this Minutemen thing that's going around. Here, um, honestly, because obviously, do you think this will had... take a while? Because if if you want to, we could uh, elaborate on this more next week. We're an hour and a half. Now. I think I Dude. think that we could talk about this for about ten minutes and close. All right, that sounds Dude. good to me. I like it. All right, because hey. we had the we had the threeper thing, um, and that kind of died out because it just. I don't feel like guns was a hotbed of an issue when that was coming out or the Second Amendment. Hey. Yep. Uh, if we want to talk about more shit, we can literally just split the episode in two. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, or, this doesn't have to be or, one episode. Or we can just make the first episode a big. Really cool dumpster fire that everyone wants to listen. Yeah, to. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna step out here for a second because I gotta I gotta take a a wee break and oh, get more booze. From, bladder from gotta the, pee. Hey, I've been no. standing. Here. I I sat through that. I didn't sit, no, I didn't. I didn't sit through. I enjoyed that no. uh, that vintage rifles conversation. I'm not a vintage rifles guy yet. The oldest rifle I own is from 1979. For just no. shut up. Um, <laughs> no, I'm and uh, I'm a practical use guy right now, and that's probably because my age right I'm, now. Um, I was fucking with you. Yeah, I know. So I, know. I I actually went to the dark side, and I got a Cura Relics FFL. Hey. And I actually have that stuff just sent to my apartment at this point because that's pretty much all I buy at this point. I'm uh, the, like the prize, the prize of my collection right now is a legitimate vet bring back 1903 A4 sniper rifle that's all service in Europe. 
Fuck you. Ping, Ping is so far past us in terms of like Millsurp shit. Fucking asshole. Ping, Ping is like, we are all just fucking peasants. Yes. Like, I have, the, the, I have the, the second, the, I have the, the second rack grade, kind of, kind of rough. Uh, number five, Mark One Enfield Jungle, Jungle Carbine, and like I'm like, oh hey, I love this thing so much. But like to ping, that would be like, what is this fucking garbage? Get this shit out. You know what the, the the sad part is, is? You say that I don't own a number five. The only infield I own is a number four Mark One made by Savage. I know, dude. I saw this shit at a like a local uh. uh I think he, uh, I think he broke he up. Cut out a tag. Anyways, the 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 okay. second gym in my collection. So I have that 1903-04 that was brought back by a vet, and it, it's a vet bring back. It's got a duffel cut and all that good shit. The oh, second gym in my collection is a Walther PPK rig. It's a uh, it's got an air stats holster that's made out of compressed paper. It's got both ma- magazines. Ah. Um it is a PPK and 32 auto. It's Waffenamp Mark and to top it all off and the only the sniper rifle is a rarer and that's is the it? only way the only reason it's the gym in my collection. Uh, the the PPK what? is second because it is a Dural flame or Dural framed PPK, meaning yeah. that it is a copper slash aluminum alloy frame PPK. Yeah. And I refuse to shoot it because I'm afraid that I'll fucking hurt it. Okay, what's the number one? The the O three A four, because I'm afraid to blow out the fucking crosshairs in the scope. <laughs> oh man. I is that that O three A four still has its original scope on it. My jungle carbine is my grail gun, basically. Nothing uh, wrong with that at all. No, fuck you. There's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely not. But I mean, it is. It's kind of a rough. Example of a jungle carbine, but you have a jungle carbine, it doesn't matter what shape it's in. Yeah, exactly. Fuck it, fuck that. Yeah, I shoot it too. So, so yeah, I love shooting it. I shoot uh, my garbage hand loads through it. <laughs> R- Robot, say what? You. It is exactly. It is a uh, kind of like deciphering a foreign language with you right now. For she's a little bit. Is my hey, like apologize? Why, 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 why we're on the why we're on the subject change? Cool subject that we can talk about. Coolest guns you've ever handled. Uh, I shot go. a suppressed MP5 one time at one of those ranges that you like get a few shots at. A gun. It's like I don't know, five dollars a gun, something like that. That was pretty neat. I haven't really handled too much cool shit because I'm young and poor. That was just fun. everybody else. 
Everybody else go because I'll do mine last because I don't want to make anybody mad. Oh, because you're going to one up us again. Yeah. I'm not trying to one up everybody, but I have gotten to handle some cool shit. No, he has. He's going to, like, make some weird flex. He will. Fuck. Everybody sounds like robots. Uh, For me, it's just forges. I think it might be on your end. You sound fine. Uh, I might. No, even you sound like a robot right now. Oh. Am I good for you, Forges? No, you're great for me. Yeah, probably on Ping's end then. Oh, okay. I got you guys now. What? So, coolest guns I've handled. And this is just stuff I've touched, never fired. Um, I got to handle a new in box, never fired, 308 caliber, uh, Walther W28 or WA2000. Wow. Um, and I got to handle both variants. Of the HKP7 uh, XM9 prototype guns. If it's handled, never oh. fired, I'll change my response. Uh, one time, a guy at a gun show let me handle a. Uh, a well, there was an original, it was at the same gun show, different people, original M1D sniper, which was neat. I got to hold it and pick it up and everything. And another yeah, guy at a different said, table let me handle a 1941 Johnson um, rifle that he was selling for $5,000, and I was about $4,500 short that day. That was neat, too. Really nice to handle. Better balancing than it looks. It looks like kind of a really weird gun whenever you just look at it, but holding it, it feels great. I've heard a lot of people say that the Johnson is a lot nicer than it looks. Yeah, I've heard that, too. Apparently they're nice shooting, but I wouldn't know. Pretty soft shooting. Uh, uh, Ian knows, but I don't know because I've never, I've never even touched. Whoa, was it cat pictures? Cat pics? Oh, cat check. I don't know. Cat check. You guys always make me feel bad with the cat checks. Damn, that's like a cat flex, son. Damn. All right, Harambe or Fa- oh, there you are. Okay, I don't know if Harambe's yeah. here either. Um, I don't know. Uh, I I was downstairs grabbing my drinks and I was looking at my pattern eighty three vest and said, "Hey, how many can I fit in there?" <laughs> uh, so I'm wearing my pattern eighty three well, right now with uh, a few drinks in it. All of them. Don't even tempt me, because I'll go get my fucking micro-fight, and I'll try to shove shit into it. Um, so right now, I have three Trulies in the front, and I didn't grab enough. I grabbed three Trulies <laughs> and two Twisted Teas. Fucking dang. The li- Lemonade. Lemonade Trulies, by the way. Yeah. All right. Minutemen. Topic. Yeah. Topic change. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, Minutemen. Yeah. Because uh, I know we were talking, like, classic rifles and Harambe has a buddy that's super into it. So I figure if we have a first podcast guest, that'd be a good guy to talk to it about 
Um, but yeah, the new Minuteman thing re- literally sprung up out of nowhere, and it's using the uh, it's using it's using the Fallout Four Minuteman logo. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you think we could? Do you think we could get all right in this podcast right now? Do you think we could start posting on all of our accounts and try and get the "Keep Your Rifle by Your Side" from Far Cry Five as like our national anthem or our our hymn to battle? Yes. Yep. I do think I, I, I do think we can do that, and if we're gonna if we're gonna talk on the saying real it as side, the thing is a is a joke. I'm just saying I think that'd be funny or cool. No, I, it, well, it, it would be, be funny, cool. and it's a good song. Hey, five five six. Yeah. Are you wearing your fucking carrier right now? I just sent a picture to the group chat. Yeah. You you are wearing it. Yeah, uh, not my plate carrier. I'm wearing my chest rig. I was gonna say, why is that weird? Because I'm wearing my LV one nineteen right now. I was, I was just about to go out to my truck and grab my carrier. And, uh, no, uh, my my plate carrier is sitting in a uh, in a box right now. No, no, it's fine. I no, have I'm just the. Uh, all put on anyway. No, okay. Anyway, anyways, back oh, yeah. to the. Like, uh, <laughs> that's fine. I'll just put my job. <laughs> I'm drunk right now. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> The, back, uh, back to the minute back to the Minuteman cool thing about the like yeah. neighbor thing, like help your neighbor. Can I so, get a, like, uh, no, can I get a cat check? Cat check. Uh, cat's not in the room cat right now. Check. Uh, cat's in the other room. I can't cat check her right now. Oh, hang on. No, wait. I can cat. She ain't check. looking at me, but I just got a picture. Anyway. So the Minutemen thing, I like it. I think it's gonna turn out to be a positive as long as um, people with a BMI over thirty and Hawaiian shirts don't take over. I give it a week. That's the, that's that's my worry about the Minuteman thing. So uh, I disconnected yeah, from same. the Boogaloo. I, I disconnected from the Boog thing. Same the thing. Boog thing after, was I, memes. So I, I disconnected from Boog. I, I was actually like a Boog thing, right? Like I identified with the movement until Whiskey 556 happened. Um, after the oh, Whiskey, Whiskey Warrior 556, five, yeah. yeah. After the, the Whiskey Warrior 556 thing happened, I disconnected. Um, and I looked for a new movement for a while. And I it wasn't the the that movement at the time but i kind of latched onto the same ideals of the keep your rifle by your side be ready to defend your community that kind of thing and mm-hmm. that's where i've been ever since um, i, I kind of adopted that too because i had uh with me at my house i used to live at with uh, roommates i would have I'd have one. I would have at least one gun and three loaded mags for every person in the house. And that's that's where I'm lucky as an individual, right? Like I'm married, but my wife shares my ideals. Yeah, I'm and, single and, as and can it, be, <laughs> and she's willing to train the same way I am. So we both have that Minuteman mentality and that's both kind of what we latched on to after the whiskey warrior five five six art or ordeal um that so we both kind of yeah that train wreck um 
so we both latched on to this, you know, hey, this is how we should be. This is what the Second Amendment originally and pictured anyways. You know, I can own whatever gun I want, but let's just, you know, I'm here for my neighbors and, you know, that kind of thing. So we've we've turned into this whole Minuteman mentality and we've both went to that kind of mentality and that's where we are right now personally and I I hope that we don't end up the same way the Boog mentality did you know that went to shit real fast one Dynasty Warrior two two when those guys were Two, when those uh, the boot people were associating with Black Lives Matter, when the whole Lulbert, like it, there, it doesn't matter what side they're on; they're against the government. You can come fuck my wife, Requies. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, and and that's where me and my wife are right now. We're like we're kind of in this Minuteman mentality of, hey, we're ready to do what we need to do. I feel like that's if, always how it should be. Not and that's you know, how it should be. V- wanting to fight the government because did you see that video I put on my story the other day about the SWAT team clearing the house? Yes. Look, you may hit one or two of them, but you got five, six, maybe even seven guys going into your room, and you're gonna get about forty, fifty holes in you. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna win the fight when the SWAT team shows up to your house. I'm sorry. No, you're not. And, and, and unless you have the Tannery the, dog, I. <laughs> <laughs> the Boomba. <laughs> the Boomba. Um, uh, we'll we'll talk favorite boom me- boog memes later. But no, um, so 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 looking back, right? So, and and maybe I I'm a little different than you guys, or maybe I'm not. I watch a lot of primary and secondary, and listen to their pro- podcast. And one of the things that stuck with me from one of their podcasts uh, about the second amendment and Minuteman kind of concepts, right. Uh, was when they come for us and when they come for the, the guys like me, you forges five, five, six, all of our guys, they're not going to do it as this mass movement. They're going to label us as terrorists and they're going to come for us one by one by one. And it's going to be a, well, this guy was a domestic terrorist and we breached his house with flashbangs and fucking rifles and he ate 47 fucking rounds because he tried to do X, Y, and Z. Like, they're not gonna they're not gonna label us as this overall movement. They're gonna be like, this guy was crazy kind of he thing. Had, he had a couple thousand rounds and six guns. That's already where we're at, pretty much. Oh, which is where, I was going to say, which is where we're already at, because if people knew what I owned, even though most of that is CNR... I keep a lot of of my stuff secret. There's only a few people that know what I really have. I don't post all my stuff on Instagram. I'll dox myself here a little bit, because most of it is, is, uh, is registered anyways, right? I have a CNR license. I have 97 guns alone. Like, that's what's sitting in my safe. You have a safe that holds 97? Nice. I have three. <laughs> um, 
and again, most of that is pre nineteen fifty. It's not even viable today as a combat arm. It could be, because, but it's uh, not the best. The I, mean, I don't know. Maybe the Grands are. Oh, you can make that debate. Absolutely. coming out. I mean, the the, the, the Grands and the SKSs are okay. They're viable, but like outside of that, nothing is viable. All of it's a collector history interest kind of thing. But. You know, you look at the news stories that come out, and they're like, oh, we raided such and such house, and he had three guns and a thousand rounds of ammunition. He had an arsenal. It's like, like, dude, I have that in my car. Like, that's no shit. Like, I've rolled around in my fucking Ranger with a Mark 18 and 2,000 rounds of ammunition before. A couple of my buddies uh, a while back got pulled over with... Um... I don't know the specifics, but they got pulled over with 14 long guns. Uh, I think anywhere from six to 10 handguns and, you know, probably 3000 rounds of ammo between all those guns because they were all multi-caliber different rounds. Um, And they were just sitting there like if the state trooper doesn't know his stuff, we're probably going to get our ass to like exit the vehicle and searched. Yeah. But they got pulled over in a small county, and uh, the guy was like, "No firearms." Like, oh. was like, "Yeah, well, uh, but he was cool about people, it." People, ain't you? Yeah. Well, I mean, I've I've gotten not me personally, but I've had a friend that was pulled over by an individual, and he's like me. He carries a 1911 on a daily basis, um, and the officer didn't know how to clear a 1911. He didn't know about <laughs> safety. <laughs> Any of that. Like, oh, my buddy had to show him on the side of the road how to clear a 1911 because this officer did not know. Man. Uh, and that, that goes down to the whole debate of who should own firearms. You know, police, military, stuff like that. No, the police are the only ones that are well-trained enough is what I've heard. Oh, obviously. Oh, obviously. But they want to want to defund them. <laughs> Here's a good taser, taser, taser. Bang. What is the first experience you ever had in your life with um any entity that wanted to check or inspect or take your guns, any kind of thing like that? Personally, I, I BLM Ranger, forestry, whatever. Oh, I'm, like me, me personally. Anything, police, game warden, whatever. Done. Okay. First oh, experience man. you ever had, where someone wanted to like look at your guns. Okay, it's never happened to me with guns. It's it's happened with other stuff. The FUD range officer. Okay. I was going to say, not Ranger Officer, fuck them. No, so so for me, the only only negative experience I've had across the board was a FUD Range Officer that requested to see my tax stamps for my Mach 18 and my my Surefire Suppressor that rides on my Mach 18. He wanted to see both. 
Because it's not a legal requirement. You tell us his I name don't so have to like go like fuck his wife or something. <laughs> it, it's not a legal requirement, right? So I have my form one and I have my form four for the surefire. Like I don't have to carry my tax stamp with me. Like I have them, and the only people that are legally allowed to request those are ATF or IRS. Like those are the yeah, only exactly. two people that can and legally ask me to see my tax stamp. So and this what, range what's the officer deal with law, law enforcement then? The, the this tax range officer pay cunt. So this this range officer asked me to see it. I literally showed him a postage stamp. I keep a it? postage stamp in my <laughs> gun. Oh, he, he ate it up, fucking hook, line, and singer. Like it was, oh it, it was like it was one of the fucking uh, military working dog special edition postage stamps. And he's like, "I need to see your tax stamp." And I showed him this, and he like bought it. That that was my oh. my NFA tax stamp. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Um, that was a six foot joke. Must have went right over his head. <laughs> <laughs> well, three thrifts of us. Well, <laughs> and like that's not not it's even the best thing. So, so I have a joke. Did you uh, get it in a the joke, Jim? I have a joke ID, and it looks like a driver's license, but it's a class three license. Oh no. For all my my class three stuff, in case somebody asks for it, and it looks like a driver's license, but it says you know like ATF class three on it. That you know, if somebody ever asked me, I need to see your class three I- Name, license, address, this is stuff like that. Yeah, this is what I'll show them. I'll be like, oh, here's my class three license. It looks like a driver's license. King goes to prison for several. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the best part is, so like out of out of all this, right? And I was I was talking, uh, I've talked to you guys in the discords and all that. Most of my shooting is done at a law enforcement training center, and they don't really? give a fuck. Oh, like I, I, I've heard some pretty interesting Wait. stories from those places. Like Wait. they don't give up here. They don't give a fuck. I rock walk out with my fucking MP5 SBR with the suppressor on it, and they go, "Hey, dude, that's cool as fuck. Can I shoot it?" And I'm like, "Yeah, dude. Here you go. Here's fucking a 30 round mag of subs, and have fun." Um, it's kind of based. That based, happened but- to me in Kansas City. Uh, I don't mean to detract real fast. There was this guy teaching his girlfriend how to shoot a 22 long rifle pistol. Uh, about two stalls down from me. Um, the, they were both really young. I think couldn't have been older than 20. And uh, they saw me shooting because I, sh- I, when I come up to the range, I bring at least two rifles and two or three handguns with me. Nice. And uh, I saw I saw both of them looking at me and I was like, you guys maybe want to take a spin on these things. You want to shoot them? Because, you know, all they had were 22 long rifle with them. Mm. So I think at the end of the day, that was a pretty good thing to do. Is letting, is. letting people shoot your guns <laughs> is kind of a kind of a good thing. Well, as long as they are mixed about it. And, well, and that's how you shift the Overton window, right? Uh-huh. Yes. 
Exactly. I saw this girl shoot an AK-47, and she had the biggest smile on her face. So, yeah. like, no, like, you mean a, a PK-47, dude? I have a PK really good. 47. Shut up, seven seven. <laughs> Shut the so, fuck up. So, like, real talk. We we no, shit right. on Lucas, right? We shit on Lucas. We shit on the things he does. But one of the things that Lucas is really good at is shifting that Overton window. Yes, like, exactly. Here's mm-hmm. the cool shit. Here's the suppressors. Here's the well, short yeah, rifle. A picture of an Here, RSASS. Hey, this is something I've been saying about fucking like demo rants for years. He gets the, the the normie people into guns. I he saw does. That, I saw that in the video when he uploaded it. And yeah. he does so much more than the NRA ever has done. To get normal people into guns. Bye. My only my only bitch with like demo is he refuses to get political at all. He's a fuck yeah. Which bitch I, about that. Yeah. yeah, he does. From, from, from one standpoint, I get it. Like you don't want to lose your base, but at the same point, yeah. you like are the biggest gun tuber on YouTube. Like, but you could, you could be subtly political to shift yes. that Overton window more than you already are. Yes. And you but refuse to honestly, do it because you want your mansion. No, honestly, I think, dude, he's got like a really good job as like a Movet or something. Honestly, I think him just being like a fucking normie dude who like, let's shoot shaving cream and shit. Does so much more than any of the fucking NRA's dumb like fucking American rifleman ads and shit like buy silver and join the oh, American yeah. for free or whatever fucking gay shit. One hundred percent agree. He has gotten so many like Call of Duty players into being like probably pro two A. He has Tarkov <laughs> streamers too. Exactly. I feel like Brandon Herrera is starting to branch into that market too with his. Uh, yes. Brandon is one hundred percent in that market. Is... You, you know what? If if anybody, Brandon is more in that market because he's working with like Eli Double Tap and all of those guys that do the Tarkov streaming. Like he's in that same space as yes. those guys. And legitimately, the only thing outside of that that Brandon has done is the AK-50 and gun meme review. Like, outside yeah. of that, he does not bring much to the community. I, I only very recently started getting into, like, Brandon Hirsch, like, within the last year or something. I think I found him. I, I've been watching him for about the last year or two also, yeah. <laughs> I only found him through gun meme review, and I was like, wait, what? Like I, I, I'm pretty sure I started watching him about the time of the Grandmaster J stuff was the gun meme reveal. So, uh, I'll be honest, I've been a Patreon of Brandon for a while. So, I found him before that because, well, and I'll, I'll defend myself. Yeah, because I wanted to see the AK-50 become a thing. It is very cool that it's a self-funded project. Because he's taking his own time out and he's doing that, which is incredible. Yeah, no. Brandon Hart is cool, but he's yeah. just, he's 
Um, um, best analog I have is that Brennan Herrera is Carl Casarda if Carl Casarda isn't like a total fucking weirdo. I only wish that FPS Russia stayed off the weed, man. Oh, oh dude. dude. Yeah, I grew up watching. I grew oh, up watching FPS Russia. Let's be honest, though. Nobody should be losing their gun rights over fucking weed. Yeah, it's horseshit. No. Uh, 100%. When this stuff goes legal federally, he should have everything brought back to him. Yeah, absolutely. That should be retroactive. That'd be fucking. He boring. should have everything brought. He back should have everything brought back that. by now. Yeah, you should have if already it's gotten. Not it, retroactive. It's fucking bullshit. I think um, they already. They probably melted his guns down. Crushed them, whatever. No, they're probably using them on fucking raids. No, I guarantee you they are. No, I guarantee you they are. They stole his guns and they are using those for like, hey, get to know your fucking local law enforcement and like shoot a fucking parrot or some gay shit like that. So, I don't know how closely you guys followed that, but you guys do know like his NFA dealer got like. Murdered, he got killed. Yeah, yeah. I know. No, not just. I remember the motherfucker was shot in the head in a shop. No, he was found tied to a chair, executed in his shop. All this. Yes, I am an old piece of shit. Yes, correct. Man, if only gun Instagram was back, like. The memes would have been so good when that happened. The if that memes would have been insane. <laughs> I think when did, when did gun Instagram start? Like what? 2014? Probably 2016. I think like the no, meme culture was like the peak year. Meme culture as we know it today was largely shaped in 2016. Like during the elections. Oh my god. Yeah. That's when it became politicized. Yeah, meme really. culture started in like 2016. Well, modern made- meme culture. Meme nice. culture has been a thing for Memes longer than we've been. Like, oh, it's, it's been a long forever. 2016. Um, Memes day back to, you know, before we even were at Rambe. Daddy's nuts. Oh, yeah. Well, um, oh, memes, he's back. Rambe. Memes, memes date back for a while, but meme culture as a political movement is like 2016, 2017. I beg to differ. Memes as a as a political thing dates back to World War II. Kilroy It does true. But Kilroy was pretty solid. Probably was here. Probably Hey, Rambe. Yes. Uh can you crank your mic volume to max please? Uh how's this? Ooh, that's a lot better, actually. You can just turn them up on your end as well if you right-click on them. Can I? Yeah. Probably say something again. Say something again. Oh, that's that's a lot better, actually. Thank you, sir. Oh, fuck yeah. Hello, King. Podcast King. Alright, I hate to cut us off here. We're at two hours, ten minutes right now. I, I need. Okay, I still uh, need to do shit because I'm gonna be. I'm gonna <laughs> no. be going on a trip until like next Thursday, and I want to get this uploaded tonight. And I still don't know how to do that, so that'll take me a while. So I need to 
do a lot you of shit, upload it. possibly. I think this was a really good episode to start with. We'll probably Thanks shorten it around, but the people are... They, they get our culture now. If you're still oh, here... Then, uh, <laughs> they've probably gone yourself. to sleep. I think this is going to be something people listen to when their parents are arguing about them no, spending they 30k on custody. Probably. But, 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 but oh, real talk, are, we, are we ending with Wall of Cool? Oh, yeah, the Cool Wall. Um, oh, wait, right. wait, guns wait, right wait, 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 wait. Can we have the outro song be um, uh, Mexican Radio by Wall of Voodoo? Only if you sing it for us right now. Right. Come on, Mexican Radio. Whoa. <laughs> I don't know how fucking song goes. Okay. No. All right. Five guns. All right. We have five people in right now. Everyone think of a gun in your mind. I'll go first and we'll we'll say the guns and we'll say which one's cool and which one fucking sucks, okay? Oh, we have to pick a best and a worst. Okay. Uh no 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 no. no. We're gonna say not cool, ice okay. cold, and just fucking hot, gun. like bad. Okay. Okay. I'll go first. Okay. All right. So for this, I'm Come I'm on, sticking bitch. All right, all right. So it goes, it goes very hot, hot, uh, lukewarm, cool, cold, ice cold. Okay, all right. Those are the six. This is not a top so, ripoff. So for this, no. don't send us a cease and desist. All right, for my yeah. first gun, I'm going with my first AR-15 I ever bought, which was the Smith and Wesson MP15 Sport Tail. Yeah. We're gonna give that lukewarm. Cool, cool. number cool. five, Mark One Enfield. Hot. R- Ruger 1022. Hot, so hot right now. It's hot. Yeah, it's so no, you right want now. it to be cold, by the way. Cold is cool. Oh, yeah. yes. No, are you fucking kidding me? All right, we'll, we'll fix it next so time. Hot right now. We need, we need one more. Is it cool? Oh, so wait. So, so is this five five six the tallest here? Yes. Yes. Fucking gigantic. Allegedly. Get rid of him. Get him out of here. <laughs> What's the weather like up there, bud? Um, little yeah. humid right now because I'm in the yeah, fucking Midwest. No, no oxygen. So, so mine, I've got to go off my namesake, the M1 Garand. Ice cold. Ice cold. Goes in the freezer. Fucking coolest thing since sliced bread. Ice bread. And I would put the. Sick. I would put the. <laughs> I would put the Smith and Wesson MP Sport Two in lukewarm. Yeah, I think lukewarm's solid for that because I mean it works, but it's not exactly a very Gucci option. The trigger leaves more to be desired. Oh, and then I, I think it, I think I think the Smith or I think the Ruger ten twenty two is cool. I love ten twenty twos. I love I mine. It, I think it's cool. Okay, what is the criteria here? It's coolest gun you own? No, just name a gun and we'll rate it. Any gun. Five more fun Enfield. Cool. 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 Fuck both of you who think it's not cool. I think it's cool. <laughs> I think it's cool. It's just not Ruger ten twenty two cool. Excuse me? You heard what I said. One is higher up than the no, other. Where do you live? I'll, I'll cool. give it to that because you can take like you can take the Ruger ten twenty two and make it into anything you want. You can make a P ninety. You can make a G thirty six. Dude, Israel uses it as a less than. You can only awesome. make a ten twenty two into more of a shit. That's the thing. Like a ten twenty two can only become more Bubba. How is it Bubba? 
was going to say, if you do that, you know, No, I think it's only a Bubba if you, like, kind of jerry-rig your own shitty contraption for it. If you buy, like, no, a factory it's all Bubba. If you peak Bubba, peak Bubba on a 1022 would be like that Gatling gun conversion. Ask the other. No, peak Bubba on a 1022 is if you fucking drummel it out, freaking saws off the barrel and the stock. Of course, this is the one time Rombe speaks up is about Bubba shit. I was having technological issues all evening. Forgive me. Sure. <laughs> Bubba saying, just, just call this podcast the Harambe. Uh, we got a, we got a, all right. Please. Smith and Wesson MP Sport 2, lukewarm. Ruger 1022, cool. Uh, Mark 5, <laughs> cool. Um, uh, M1 Garand, ice cold. Um, no, ice cold is good. It goes in the freezer. Gorilla hands coming through. Um, okay, Forges, what was yours? Number five, Mark one. Cool. Okay, wait, what was Harambe's? I was trying to fucking get to that. Okay, sorry, I'm drunk right now. <laughs> Maybe if you'd fucking... Just say the fucking thing. I need to, Dude, I need the to sleep. Pattern 83, that pattern 83 is feeding me booze right now. Sorry. My desk is feeding me booze right now. Okay, say your fucking gun. My oh, Homer bucket is feeding me booze. My all-time favorite gun in the world, a fucking 1911. Preferably eh. made by Colt. Lukewarm. lukewarm. Oh, go fuck yourselves. <laughs> yeah, that's lukewarm, bud. Get that boomer shit out of oh here. Oh my gosh. This is coming from someone who has a 1911. This is somebody that has a Colt 1911 as oh, lukewarm God. shit. It's not think about it. What I thought about innovation it. would we have today without that very piece? My M1 was nice. Uh, was ice cold. Your your 1911 is lukewarm. But, does does that mean that we have to make the uh, I don't know Gewehr 98 Mauser ice cold just because it inspired other bold actions? No. Yeah. Wait till next episode. All right. I'm calling it. We're at two hours we and ten minutes. Are we gotta record an outro. We're gonna oh, record we an outro and we're gonna get this done. No, we don't need an outro. We're just gonna say okay. goodbye to our lovely people. I doubt anybody's still listening. They're uh, probably already all? falling asleep or three people. All right, same time next week. We'll get another one out to you. Uh, same, same time next week. We'll be here. If you're still listening right now, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Thank you for staying tuned to the autism and have a great fucking evening. Good night. I also hate.